What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Outfielder Podcast, episode 18, brought to you by Sensibly Loud Media. I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. J-Mac, a.k.a. Founder Numero Uno, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Popfly himself, Ben the Kangaroo Baseball. Ben, what's going on, man? Oh, that was great. I love being a kangaroo. Uh, I'm just hopping mad to be here, Justin. Hopping mad to be here. How's I'll tell you, I got here? a wonderful bag of tricks in my pouch today. It's going to be pretty good. Okay, I think that's enough of the kangaroo jokes. Yeah. Maybe. You don't want to hear that all my favorite ball players are named Joey? <laughs> you do have a fun uh, obsession with Shoeless Joe Jackson, I've noticed. <laughs> that's shoeless joey jackson <laughs> god damn it you and the fucking kangaroo jokes <laughs> oh man that's well, all i got though that and what kickboxing what else do kangaroos do uh, dude this has already gone down a weirder path than i anticipated Worst oh man it has been ever. super busy around the office lately oh yeah what's going on man so and i mean the sensibly loud offices um yes so I, we've been talking, We I think we probably hinted at it a few times here, but we have started a new podcast on Sensibly Loud uh, that involves basketball called On the Break, and uh, we had a couple of guys join the Sensibly Loud family this week, uh, Josh and uh, Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. So first things first, welcome to the family, Josh. Welcome to the family, Kyle. And also, Justin, uh, pat on the back, hats off to you. Y'all got some good stuff. Listeners, if you're interested, sensiblyloud.com, you can find all the great links to it. But we now have our second pod in addition to the flagship outfielder pod. It's called On the Break, a basketball podcast. It's already available on iTunes. And I got to tell you, they're two episodes deep and it's incredible. Tell you what, though, Justin, do have a slight bone to pick with you based on this new podcast. All right. So let me let me give a little bit of back. I think I know where you're headed with this because I caught it this morning whenever I was listening back to it myself. Um, it's so in addition to adding Josh and Kyle and this new podcast, which has taken a lot more than, than most would realize as far as how much time it takes to run test shows and get everything right. We've added a whole lot of new studio equipment to the, to the offices. And so it's really taken, uh, I, I've spent a lot of time wrapped up in all that, right? And so that sounds like an excuse. But what Justin, the founder, is trying to tell you is he did a wonderful job getting all this stuff happen, all this stuff set up. But in his haste to get all of this stuff set up, he may have had one of the best miscues I've ever heard. <laughs> Context here, and by the way, please go back and listen. It's incredible because no one calls you out on it. But basically, they're talking about what's going on in current events, and Josh and Kyle are talking about how they liked going to see uh, the Avengers movie in theaters. And Justin, in his true excitedness, talks about how he's super ready to go see uh, the new Star Wars movie, the Hope Solo film. And I'm driving my car on my way to work today, and I hear that. I have to stop the podcast because I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> Justin, his name is Han Solo. I'm aware, Han man. I'm Solo. aware of let me tell you something, <laughs> and this is, uh, again, you know how I am about excuses. We've covered this. I just, I don't know where my head was at necessarily, but I guess I was just moving too fast. Who knows? But 
I told you, man, I've been buried in other things as far as entertainment world goes, which kind of sucks because I honestly haven't even had as much time to watch uh, quite as much baseball as I've wanted to. But sure. I mean, obviously it's worth it, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's progress. We're, we're growing and that's that's the exciting part about it. And I just, my brain is fried. It's all over the place. I'm kind of working like five jobs right now. And it, so all that to say, all that's probably an excuse for my rampant stupidity. I absolutely admit defeat. And I do appreciate you bringing that to my attention. Also, for what it's worth, y'all, you don't have to be a hardcore basketball fan to enjoy this podcast. Just like how for this, we try to sprinkle in some high-level baseball, but also get into some deep, deep stats. Josh, Kyle, and Justin do a great job in on the break, making sure that even a casual basketball watcher can get into it. In fact, I was wanting to yell at my radio today, talking about how they were underrating LeBron James' ability to just will his team to whatever the next level is. But that's okay, because I will hit y'all up on the Twitter, and hopefully y'all will mention it in your next podcast. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't, we don't respond well to criticism. Unlike this podcast, that podcast seems a little bit more hostile at times. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Well, Hey, speaking of people hitting us up on Twitter, we do have to make amends here, Justin. We do. I absolutely agree. Uh, so what, so what was the, was it the fork ball thing that started yes. it? Yes. Uh, what the fork ball is going on. Right. Okay. So we did a segment last week about the fork ball. We touched on it a little bit, and we neglected to credit the the listener. I think I just referred to good old friend of the pod, Dan, as just a listener, which he's definitely not. He contributes a good amount to our social media and, and to the pod in general. Uh, it, was it the other night, what, a couple of weeks ago, he tweeted a picture of him being at the Twins game? Uh, yeah, to the from Twitter. Target Field, yeah. Yeah, man, and like... I thought that was really cool. That's definitely a thing that we're going to keep going. We're going to try to see if we can hit as many ballparks as possible from all of our listeners, including uh, ourselves, because, you know, we do listen, I guess, back to ourselves from time to time, even though that's weird. We'll have to put like a tally on sensiblyloud.com or something on our Facebook page of just saying where all we've gotten, uh, either ourselves or listeners, to send us a picture from this baseball season. It'll be our, our 2018 I don't know, influence web or something. Yeah, it'll be a challenge. We'll we'll see if we can get there. Wait, maybe it's an outfluence because we're the outfielder? (laughs) That was terrible. Um, But all that to say, apologies to Dan. We love you, man. We appreciate you listening. And we take care of the outfield crew here. Yes, it does not hurt that he may be my twin brother. No, that's... that's, I I don't think there's science to prove that. (laughs) I think that's a conspiracy. Yes. Uh, ask my mother or our mother. See, there it is right there. By the way, the slip happy of the late tongue. Mother's Day to all of our listeners who are moms. Happy <laughs> late Mother's Day. Absolutely. I didn't even, man, that was one thing that my Sunday was uh, definitely without since I didn't write the the Sunday baseball lineup like I typically do or the roundup because you know what? I took the time to call my mom. It's good. Yeah. So I feel like, you know. Uh, everybody could do the same. So I didn't write the baseball roundup, but man, it, my Sunday seemed to be off all day because of it. Did she ask about me? What? what? Your mom. Are you making mother jokes? No. Yeah, you are. Tell you what, who's sponsoring the pod today? All right, here we go. Let's see what we have in our old sponsor bag. Let me find the old copy off the typewriter here. Tired of being the only person able to re-axle your ride? 
Are you sick of being the only person able to cock your wagon and float it? If so, come on down to Honest Honus Wagner's Wagoners, home of the Class of 36 Special. <laughs> Get your brand new yolk for your oxen at our first ballot price of $19.36. Tell them old Honus sent you down and watch the teenage sales clerk get confused about what you're talking about. Come on in today. Back to you, Justin. Oh, man. That was that was great. Uh, it's a little difficult to say honest Honus Wagner's Wagoners. By I was, the way. That's, <laughs> that's why I was laughing, because that is quite the mouthful. Uh, yeah, you want a little backstory here? Sure. There were five people inducted to the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1936, the first ever induction class. Can you name three of them? Hint, I've given you one of them. <sighs> what year was this? 36. God, no way. It better not be Shoeless Joe Jackson, though. Nope, because he's banned. Good point. I just figured that'd be a callback that you would try to make. That would be. No, I have no idea. I'll run it down for you. We have two pitchers, arguably two and a half, but two pitchers, Walter Johnson and Christy Mathewson. Two outfielders, Ty Cobb and Babe Ruth. And finally, one shortstop, Honus Wagner. Interesting. Yet Barry Bonds still can't get in. Well, you know, for what it's worth, Barry Bonds didn't play for the... Oh, God, what's that weird team name? <laughs> Wagner started his career before he joined the Pittsburgh Pirates. He played for the Louisville Colonels. <laughs> he got it. He got it. Yay. You pulled it off. Hey, man, that was only 1897. <laughs> I'm impressed that you were able to pull it out, though. I like it. Thank you. Uh, it took me a minute of scrolling on Wikipedia, but thank you. Thank you. Love it. All right, well, now it is time for everyone's favorite segment. Around the Diamond! All righty, it is time for Around the Diamond. We are going to go through the standings in the National League and the American League. Outstanding. Where do you want to start today, Let's Justin? start with the old AL East like we usually do. AL East. What's going on in the AL East? Tell All me right, about so how your old my Red Sox, Sox are, are faring. 8 and 12. They are six of four of their last ten. The Yankees twenty-eight and twelve as well, so they're both tied for first place. Uh, Toronto twenty-one and twenty. Tampa Bay sixteen and twenty-two. And Baltimore at thirteen and twenty-eight. Yeah, right. so it makes me wonder how do they determine who the best team in that division is? And I'm not trying to be shitty because it's between the Yanks, Yanks and the Red Sox right now. Mm -hmm. They're both twenty-eight and twelve. That's a point seven win percentage. Uh, but when I look at like the league overall standings, at least according to ESPN.com, it has the Yankees listed first. Is that a bias thing, or does it based on the record against each other? Yeah, it must be based on the record against each other, because I would okay. think they because they've only played each other once, and New York took two of the two of the three. Okay, that's fair. That was a totally honest question. I wasn't no, trying I to uh, hash it. Yeah, man, the Yankees uh, have been on an absolute tear though. Dude, yes. I'm very, very uh, impressed by the fact that their lineup has uh, started to kind of get things together. Uh, still not to be outdone, though. Um, the freaking Red Sox have scored 218 runs this year so far. Yeah, man, That's they've the been best in the American efficient. League. They've been incredibly efficient. They've, um... man, I haven't dove deep into the numbers between them and the Yankees, but Boston's um, 
pitching has been very, um, very spotty, I would say. And I just feel like, I just feel like they can't quite put that together. They got Steven Wright back today, so that helps. But I just feel like they can't quite put the pitching rotation together quite yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, although Chris Sale had his first outing where he struck out like 15 the other day and looked really, really like himself. David Price looked really good the other day. Um, I think Price looked good the other day, but hasn't he had a harder time this year overall? Like, isn't he some stupid number where he's just not getting the runs behind him? Well, I guess we'll talk about it. Okay. The Fortnite thing. Oh, that's so, right. I I was not trying to bring no, that I up, know. but it's just. <laughs> so let's talk overall pitching. We don't have to talk about how video game uh, addiction I, is. I think it's worth talking about real quick, though, because this has become like a widespread thing throughout the league. It's not even necessarily just price. Like this is happening all over the place, and you know, like players are playing this game. Uh, they're playing Fortnite, like up on like the the stadium outfield screens and stuff at times. And I guess David Price has gotten some carpal tunnel syndrome because of it. And I guess he's vowed to lay off it now or whatever, but you really shouldn't have to tell someone who's getting paid $217 million to lay off playing video games. Cause it might affect your, your uh, mm-hmm. ability to throw a ball properly. Well, and maybe it's against each other. So I'm not going to pick on price here. Uh, definitely proud of Chris sales production a cause he's on my fantasy team. But I think overall, um, it's funny you mention uh, Yankees pitching versus Boston pitching because Yankees actually have a higher ERA. Boston's team ERA is ninth best in the league at 3.58. Um, and their best pitcher sale has an ERA of 2.17, whereas the Yankees are 10th in baseball with an ERA of 3.66. So, um, but it looks like most of that is attributed to uh, Severino who has a 2-1-4 ERA, 6 wins, and 70 strikeouts so far this year. Yeah, he's pitching like a boss, man. Dude, yeah, you are not wrong. Uh, that's really all I care to talk about in the East. I mean, yeah. Toronto 500, Tampa and Baltimore fighting to see which team is going to be worst. Whenever we recorded last, um, was it Sunday? I'm pretty sure that Baltimore had like 11 wins. <laughs> or did they have like eight wins? Well, they've gone five and five in their last ten. Yeah, so, so they had like yeah, okay, so they had like eight wins. Yeah, they're probably eight and twenty-three. God, that's so brutal, dude. That team is such a mess. Yeah. Ugh. Um. All right, let's move on to the central. So Cleveland is twenty and nineteen, one game over five hundred, still leading the division somehow. The Twins <laughs> are at seventeen and nineteen. Um. The Tigers are at 17 and 22, the Royals at 13 and 27, and the White Sox at 10 and 27. What are your thoughts, Ben? You know, not a lot. Uh, If I were a Cleveland fan, I'd be happy they're finally above 500 as opposed to just hovering at that mark. But I don't know long term what that team's going to do. Like we said in the last podcast, I think they'll figure it out. Um, You know, I think that the Twins, the Tigers, uh, they're just going to beat each other up all year and then just pull both themselves down. I feel like at the end of the year, both those teams at best are going to be about 500. Uh, the poor Royals and White Sox, I mean, they're the only 
the when you count the Royals, the White Sox, if you add the Orioles to that bucket, they're the only teams worse than the Rangers in the American League. Which, if you're worse than my love of Texas Rangers, you know you're having a rough year. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely not great. Have you uh, one thing that Sam and I talked about last week that um is I think very relevant here is I feel like Cleveland has missed the production from Carlos Santana. Mm-hmm. I think he produced a lot more at the top of that lineup and got on base a lot. And I really think that the Phillies are benefiting from having him there. And I think that the, the Indians are, are really at a, dis, a disservice here of not having him. Yeah. I just pulled up some numbers real quick. I think he's doing better for the Phillies not from a true number standpoint. I mean, granted, the season's still young. Production-wise, he's kind of falling fallen off. His batting average is only 196 in Philadelphia. That being said, I think you have a seasoned veteran. He's been in the league. This is his ninth season. He's had deep playoff experience, and that's helping another middle-of-the-road team. So I feel like maybe from a production standpoint, he's not the greatest. He at least is helping out from a clubhouse standpoint. Oh, yeah, Plus, no doubt about it. It's different for him since he's now in the National League. He can no longer be a DH, where he had spent a lot of time for, for Cleveland when he wasn't being an infielder. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, all that matters, though. I, I, I think the biggest important factor with him is just that he got on base, though. A yeah, lot. no, that's exactly it. And that's all that you need from the guy. Just so, get on base. Let you, let your teammates do the rest. Cool. Right. What's going on out west, Justin? Yeah, man. So the west is starting to shape up a, around where we thought it would. So the Astros are at twenty six and sixteen. Uh, the Angels are at twenty four and sixteen. The and the, those are they're leading or they're tied for the the division. Uh, the Mariners are at twenty two and seventeen. Oakland is at nineteen and twenty one, and Texas is at sixteen and twenty six. Thoughts. Yeah, I want to give subtle props to the Mariners for continuing to be above 500 uh, and for only being two and a half back of the freaking Astros. Um, the Astros are just consistently stringing together um, wins. I think that they're no longer the best team in the American League. However, they're still one of the best put together from a consistency standpoint. Uh, I did a blog probably two weeks ago. You can find it on Sensibly Loud just about the freaking depth of their pitching and how it's the best in baseball. And that still holds true. And provided they stay healthy, that's going to continuously be a force to be reckoned with for the rest of the season. Um, Not surprised by Oakland in fourth. Anxious to see kind of what continues to happen for the Angels, as Justin so lovingly put it a few weeks ago, them being a sideshow. I love it. I think it's a great way to describe them. Um, and if they don't have continued success this year, they'll probably do what Texas did and just make their crowning achievements this year. Number one, Otani and number two, Pujols 3000. And then finally, my Texas Rangers 16 and 26. Um, like I said, at the end of a blog, just sobbing into my Texas Rangers hat quietly in the corner. Yeah, I'll say a couple of things here. So it felt like the Astros got off to a slow start a little bit. I don't know. It just seemed like they, I don't know. They didn't seem as dominant, but did they sweep the Rangers this past weekend? Uh, 
I think they took two or three. Okay. Um, Keiko looked really good. That was the first. I actually watched some of that game on Sunday, and Keiko looked more dominant than I've seen him look in a while. Yeah, and especially because he shake he is shaken out, shook out, shaken. Which Shooked. word should I be using here, Justin? Shirk. You're the founder. Shirk. Yes, uh, Keuchel has shirked out to be <laughs> the third or fourth best pitcher on an outstanding lineup. And you know that if Keuchel is your third or fourth best option, you have a gnarly staff. Um, what's interesting about the um, AL West, just as a final talking point, all of their last ten games are either six and four, five and five, or four and six. So unlike in other divisions where you have eight and two or three and seven. Uh, everyone is just super, super close uh, and easy on that. The other thing that I want to make sure that we at least mention is the Astros have only allowed 111 runs so far this season, which really? is by far the best in the uh, in the best in baseball. The next closest are the Diamondbacks, who have allowed 136 runs. Wow, interesting. That's I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah, and when you're 52 games in and you've only allowed 111 runs on the season, I mean, I'm not the best at math, but what is that? Like you allow 2.1 runs a game? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Yeah, man. I think um, the other thing that shouldn't be slept on is Otani's pitching really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he's really starting to find his stuff here and starting to, to I don't know, kind of come into his own a little bit. And, I mean, I, I don't think that... I mean, I've definitely said that uh, the Angels are a sideshow, but I just think that I don't know if that's necessarily because of everybody just want is just mesmerized by Otani. I'm not really sure what that is, but it just feels like it's a half-ass put in, put together team overall. Oh yeah, and they're still trying to ride success of really old players like Pujols. Um, but you mentioned Otani's pitching; he's three and one this year. His ERA is a respectable three five eight pretty decent that's not bad yeah uh, whip is 1.102 which is pretty respectable yeah definitely definitely um but they better be careful i mean seattle could end up kind of creeping in the back door on them if they're not careful well especially because i could see seattle just beating up on texas and oakland right exactly that that's that's the disparity you end up having in that in that league is just that you can pick up games real easily. Mm-hmm. So oh, you're absolutely right. It's interesting. All right, well, let's move on to the National League. Um, so the most fascinating division in baseball continues to be the NL East. <laughs> and it, man, it changes every single pod we have, and we drop two pods a week. That's right. Which, by the way, that's a pretty damn respectable podcast release number. That's all right. Uh, no, I think you're absolutely you right. When you have it, I would argue that the East uh, or the NL Central would be another one for my money. That's a really strong division. Eh. I, I'm, I'm absolutely. All right, so let's go over the standings real quick before we okay. talk about it. So Atlanta is leading the division. I never thought I'd be saying that this year. At 25 and 15, the Phillies are at 23 and 16. The Nationals are. Uh, twenty-four and eighteen. They've they've won eight of two of eight and two of their last ten. They're um, on a tear. Yeah, an absolute tear. They just swept the Diamondbacks the other day. Um, 
the Mets are at 19 and 18, and <laughs> poor, poor Jimmy Midtown. Just pour one out for Jimmy on that. He's never <laughs> going to talk to us again. And the Marlins are not even a baseball team. Uh, yeah, the Marlins have can uh, have continued their slide to AAA baseball at 14 and 26. Uh, so, Justin, tell me about why you love the East right now, dude. So Atlanta, Atlanta might have the new between uh, Acuna Jr. and Albies. They may have like the new like Judge Sanchez lineup of baseball. Like those two are playing out of their damn minds. And everything else is kind of coming together. Um, I'm actually going to go see them play the Rockies in August. We just planned that trip like this week. And to go out and see the great Sambino. And um, I was looking at numbers. And let me just tell you what Acuna has done so far. He has a batting average of 275. He has an OBP of 342. He's slugging 493, and he has an OPS of 835. That's in 17 games. That's mind-blowing. So he's wildly productive. And on top of that, Ozzy Albies is playing, is just as hot. He is batting, let's see, this year, he's batting 267 on base 304, slugging 564, and his OPS of 868. Yeah, this is like the best Atlanta team that we've seen since like 1996. Uh, Albies has 30 RBIs. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah, he's mashing right now. And another, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say it's absolutely fascinating to watch. Yeah, another interesting kind of spot to see is yeah, Atlanta is now definitely the team to watch, the best team in the National League. Uh, but both Philadelphia and Washington are just going to continue beating up on each other and doing it above 500. Washington's only two games back, um, and we're at a point where anything can happen. Washington's actually been on quite a win streak as well, won four games in a row. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. They are. Um, so Kapler and the Phillies are going to get jumped and quick because they are Washington already has one more win than they do. They just have two more losses. Mm-hmm. So they're going to get jumped fast. Yeah. Um, probably by the time this podcast airs, probably so. And one of the most uh, entertaining games there is going to be to watch is the nationals are about to take on the Yankees. Dude, that's going to be a great series. That's going to be a fantastic series. I'm going to watch almost all of that. I can already tell you. That's far out. Any other closing thoughts on the NL East uh, uh, aside from pouring one out for Jimmy Midtown? Yeah, man, the Mets are just, I mean, they shed Matt Harvey. I think he's making his first start. Uh, did he already make his first start? Yeah, he made night? his first start for Cincinnati this week. How was it? Uh, I want to say he did okay. Him and his skyline chili shits, as <laughs> Sam would call it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of the Reds, let's go on to the Central. On this podcast. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah, let's talk about the Central. So Milwaukee's leading the division at 24 and 17. Uh, The Cardinals are at 22 and 16. Pittsburgh at 23 and 17. The Cubs at 21 and 17. Cincinnati at 14 and 27. Ben, what do you think? So here's why I'm willing to say the Central is going to be stronger than the East. Simply put, the fourth place team in the Central, the Cubs, 21 and 17. They're only a game and a half back. 
That's a win percentage of .553, whereas the fourth-place team in the East is damn only half a game above 500, 19 and 19-18, with a win percentage of 514 with those failing, failing Mets. No offense, Jimmy. So that's why I'm saying that from a competitive standpoint, you're getting more out of the NL Central than uh, you're getting from the East. Now, I love to see what the Braves are doing, um, but a lot of people are talking about Atlanta. Milwaukee only has one win fewer than them, albeit two more losses. Um, and I think that there's just a lot of additionally exciting baseball, albeit low-key baseball, going on in the Central. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I agree. I I don't know if I'm more... I'm not really as much, as fascinated by this division as I am just like... as, as it is wonky to me. Yeah, and, well, I mean, none of us had the Pirates being anywhere close to where they're at at 23-17, and 17, half game back of the lead. Yeah, I... True. I mean, that's definitely true. I mean, I don't know about the staying power of Pittsburgh, but that's I didn't think concern. they'd be this good this long into the season. So, and this this Chicago team kind of stinks. Here's I'll tell you. Here's how I I here's what actually made me start to wonder about the Cubs. And this is a very simple thing that made me go. Eh? I was scrolling through. Um, so I'm in two fantasy baseball leagues, right? Mm-hmm. And I was in the one that I've been in for years the other day, and I saw that someone just dropped Schwarber. Mm. And that felt really odd to me because I definitely traded Schwarber a couple of years ago for I'm pretty sure Madison Bumgarner, maybe? <laughs> maybe that was Anthony Rizzo, but something like that. Actually, that that particular trade was Anthony Rizzo. But nonetheless, a hot commodity two years ago got sent down to the minors last year just to try to get his, his rhythm back. Did well in spring training, and I think he's kind of a microcosm of what the rest of that team has been like, which is just kind of stinky. So here's the thing. If you're saying the Cubs are stinky, and I'm not going to disagree with you, you just need to be prepared to say that when they have a win record of 21 and 17 and their run differential is plus 53 that's the best in their division even though they're in fourth place they've scored 205 runs they've only allowed 152 cubs pitching for example fifth best era in baseball at 341 hmm. Interesting. lester this year's at 266 when you look at their team batting average they have the seventh most runs at 200 and the 10th best batting average of 255. So it's hard to say that a fourth-place team is stinky when they're only one and a half back of the top of their division. <laughs> such a the division thing. leader, who, by the way, is only one game back of the division leader, uh, or excuse me, of the National League leader. So realistically, they're only two and a half games off the pace on the Braves, the best team in the National League. And they're in fourth place in the Central. Mm. I'm not trying to be a Wrigley apologist, but I am saying that there's something funky going on in the NL Central. At least got to give that to me. I've got to say, I'm proud of you. Why? That was the most constructive baseball argument you've made in quite some time. Really? And I tend to, to pride myself on uh, on being pretty with it with this. And you schooled me. 
So this is the point where we'll write that quote down and we'll put it on the Instagram <laughs> quote. That was the most constructed baseball <laughs> argument you've had. I will, I will give you this instead. Right. Thank you. Justin is loving this new soundboard. Uh, so speaking of the soundboard, let's go off. What's going on in the West? Let's talk about it. All right. So the... Let me see. Sorry, my browser refreshed. All right. So the D-backs are at 24 and 16. The Rockies are at 22 and 19. The Giants, 20 and 21. The Dodgers at 16 and 24. And the Padres at 16 and 26. Thoughts? Yeah, two things jump out at me in this division. First, you'll want to emphasize the CKS in D-backs because it sounded like you said bags. Uh, but no, so the Diamondbacks, even though they're 24 and 16 uh, and they're the best team in the West, they've lost five in a row. They're three of seven in their last 10. I'm If I'm a Diamondbacks fan, I don't necessarily want to go guardrail to guardrail and go from one week thinking they're you know, hot stuff the next week thinking they're absolute garbage, but I at least would want to make sure that my manager is making the right type of adjustments to keep this from becoming a full-blown spiral. The other thing that I want to point out is speaking of full-blown spirals, have you looked at the Dodgers lately? They're only one game above the freaking Padres. They've lost four in a row. What's going on in Los Angeles? So a couple things. You got a you got quite the set on you to question Tori Lavulo and how he plays that Diamondbacks team, I'll tell you. I'm just saying, they've lost five in a row. They just got swept by the Nationals, who are starting to really turn the juice on. And all of a sudden, this Reynolds dude came out of nowhere for the Nationals and just started raking. I think he hit two home runs yesterday. Um, I I think that, yeah, they're three and seven in their last ten. They're starting to deal with a little bit of injury. Uh, but they're going to be getting Jake Lamb back. They're taking their time with him. Uh, I'm not worried about this Arizona team. The call, So the Rockies team, let me give you this stat. This will kind of blow your minds. It blew mine when I heard it the other day. Um, so they're 22 and 19, right? Mm-hmm. Their home record, or their road, they're 15 and 8 on the road. They're 7 and 11 at home. Oh my God. That's horrible. Dude, that's right up there with Los Angeles. <laughs> few things are up there with Los Angeles right now. Uh, the Angels in this case, not the Dodgers. The Angels. <laughs> okay, okay. 10, okay. And, 10 and 12 at home, 14 and 4 on the road. <laughs> okay, okay. I was just one, just wanted to clarify for a second. Who um, think that they're just wanting to get out of Southern California? The, the Padres? No, oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> You're confused. Well, the Padres have a losing record at home and on the road because oh, okay. they're San Diego. I'm sorry. I didn't hear you say that. All right, um, the Giants, dude, stinky? I don't know. They're still better than the Dodgers, but I don't know if that's even a measuring stick anymore. No, man. If I was a Dodgers fan, I would be freaking out right now. They got the worst news yesterday when Rich Hill came out of the game after like three innings after reopening up that blister again. Do you think it's a Fortnite blister? <laughs> With Rich Hill, I doubt it, but okay. I, I, let's not rule anything out. I've been proven wrong because the other morning, I, I, I have to link this back to this David Price thing because I was texting you about it the other morning. Mm-hmm. And so there are certain, I have kind of a, a an issue when it comes to like um, reading 
other people's opinions about teams and things like that. And it's really hard when you're in this business like we are to like separate yourself from like others' opinions and draw up your own. Sure. And so like I started reading this article about David Price and getting hurt and all this. And it was a Dan Shaughnessy article who writes for the Boston Globe who I wouldn't say I'm exactly a fan of. But nonetheless, um, so I'm reading through this article and it's going into all the injury and, you know, everything. And all of a sudden it's, he suggested the Fortnite thing. And I stopped reading the article right away because I was like, this <laughs> is a ridiculous premise. I don't even want to hear this. And I, that's when I texted you about it. And then it came out that it was true. And it just, ugh, just burns me we, up. We're going to have to get the Peter Griffin meme where you're talking about what really grinds your gears. Yes. That's outstanding. We need to get a drop for grinding gears. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that would sound like, but probably something related to oil. Uh, you have any more final thoughts on the West? No, man. I think that's uh, about covers it. What about you? Are you good? Yeah, that feels pretty good. I, I think we're about ready for the next segment, which is our rapid fire questions to close things down. Do you want to go first or do you want me to? Uh, tell you what, why don't you go first? All right. Justin, are you ready? I am ready. What has been the biggest surprise team this year for you in baseball, good or bad? Atlanta, good. Um, Dodgers, bad. Fair. Your turn. I want to. What, what's your What's your answer to that question, real quick? Um, I don't know. I'm pleasantly surprised. Yeah, pretty close to what you said with Atlanta, the Dodgers. Uh, you know. Everything else is shaken out about maybe the Pirates, but I don't see the staying power there. I do see the staying power in Atlanta. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Uh, would you consider joining the Red Sox dugout band? Absolutely. Before the uh, um, the A's game today, they were in the dugout playing. Brock Holt was playing some sort of like one of those. Remember that thing that you that I, I don't know what it's called. You, you'll You'll be able to tell me here. But it was the fish-looking thing that you rubbed the stick over, and it made the, like... The wooden block. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, okay, I, don't I don't know, know what that's it, called, but it that's looked incredible. like a fish. Do what? That's incredible. It looked like the a fish. fish. But anyway, block. he was playing that, and it kind of had a little little groove going, and then uh, Eduardo Rodriguez started playing a, a, some sort of bongo drum next to him. I don't know where they got that stuff from, but... It probably pays better than any of my current musical jobs. Yes, I would join <laughs> the Red Sox... Excuse me, the Cincinnati Reds band. <laughs> no, that's the Red Sox band. Oh, that is the Red Sox yeah. band? Well, yeah, they're a winning club. Yep, exactly. All right. Next I'd question. have to put up with more people from Boston like you. Eh. You can deal with it. All right, what's your, your next question? Oh, my turn, yeah. Who's on pace to be the MVP this year for each league? For each league? Oh, God. Um... Or just give me one. Probably, boy, you got to give me more warning for questions like this. All right. I'm going to give you an opinion. Tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. I'd give it to your boy Mookie Betts. Yep. I was, I was starting to go there, but. I hate for that to be a homer call, but it totally is. Mookie Betts is making it happen. Uh, I think Herrera is the best batter, at least in the National League right now, but we'll have to see how well that shakes out. He's a youngin', man. He's been raking, too. Um, I would say in the American League that it's probably 
So this is the best, the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would probably say Betts. And in the National League, um, I'd probably say Acuna. Acuna. Okay. At this point. I could see that. Yeah, I, I don't know if that will stay, but I, yeah. I, as of now, I could see that. Um, are you ready to admit that the Dodgers will not win the World Series this year? Not quite. Give okay. me to the All-Star break. But I got to tell you, I'm feeling pretty darn foolish about my World Series choice. They, they pulled one over on all of us, man. Yes. All right. Well, that concludes our rapid fire segment. Um, do want to make sure y'all please check us out on sensiblyloud.com. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to check out Justin's new podcast on the break, a basketball podcast. Plus you can find us on the iTunes store. We are on the Google play store and we are all across your social media page. So check us out on Facebook at the outfielder podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter at OutfielderPod. Don't forget, send us your questions. We are more than happy to take them in our slide segment. Y'all, thank you so much for listening. Absolutely. We want to thank everybody for tuning in for episode 18 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, Sensibly Loud Media, our sponsors, and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Until next week, keep patrolling the outfield, and we'll see you next time right here on the Outfielder Podcast.